on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. Joe, I completely forgot to talk about it last week, but Joe's in that weird schedule where he's very, very much unavailable uh, late at night during the week when we record. So he's not here right now. We are hoping that at some point during this show, he will leave that place and be able to join us uh, much more sober than he was last week. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be reading one of his long texts that he sent us this week in his preparation for not being here. Basically his memoir. Um, and we have some news with some Roman Reigns news, AEW title news, and Chad's got some impact news. And then we have our beer ratings from last weekend's WrestleMania backlash. And then the weekly recap. And then if Joe shows up, we have trivia of the NXT variety of what the first five years you said, Chad? Hell yeah. First five, 2012 to 2017, 2016. That is five years. The other way would have been six years. Yeah, what you said. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT or WrestlePod. Chad, you ready to go? Let's go. Welcome to episode 56 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan, and I am joined by Chad, not Joe. You listen to the intro. Joe's at that place. Uh, we're hoping Joe's going to be back here, maybe getting out of that place, hopefully in an hour. And uh, we definitely have at least an hour of wrestling to talk about here. Um, I will start by just saying what Joe texted us in the event that he would not be here. So he said, and I quote, if I miss out, I want to point out the following. My margarita recipe is six ounces of tequila, three ounces of triple sec, a little lime juice for flavor. A standard shot is 1.5 ounces. And since we normally drink beer, I was sipping like I would a beer. Obvious mistake on my part. That being said, I was wasted. Despite that, during the predictions, I was able to not be, whoa, all right. His actual words were, I was able to not on be the runner up, but formulate thoughts for why I was picking them. I'm impressed by Blackout Joe, and no, I hadn't made any predictions prior to, and I'm very excited for the cake bet. Uh, So Joe blacked out last week. He had no idea what happened until he listened back to the episode. 
Uh, so probably if we see him tonight or if you hear his voice tonight, it's going to be a lot more sober, about 100 times more sober than it was last week. But that was fun. Last week was fun. I cannot believe he chugged tequila yeah, the way that he did. He already ruined the uh I guess he already ruined the fact that he was the runner up. We're gonna spoilers, I guess. I mean, I tweet out the prediction sheet, so if people are paying attention that way, which who knows if they are or aren't. They probably already know who won, but hmm. well. It was somebody on this show. And it wasn't me. Spoilers. Still champ, but feels good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's get into the news. Uh, do you want to start with your impact stuff before we get to the bigger stuff? I don't know what happened on impact. I don't know what you're what you wanted to talk about. So impact had their under siege impact plus event. Um, eh. four four notes. This was a pretty good show. One Mia Yim debuted. Okay, you didn't see that? I heard about that. Mia actually. Yim is officially part of Impact. She attacked Diana Perrazzo. Um, Sammy Callahan made a big return attacking Moose, who injured him months and months ago. So Sammy Callahan's back. That's big stuff. Okay. Um, the Briscoes are the Impact Tag Team Champions after beating Violent by Design at under siege okay i so, think they're going to be full-time impact wrestlers okay that's not really what i was looking forward to with them i was kind of hoping i would see them elsewhere something that yeah, i already, watch on a weekly basis but we already know tony khan is refusing to sign them so I'm not shocked by this news yeah um, it's not shocking it's just i had my hopes up and then in the main event of under siege uh Josh Alexander got his first title defense, uh, beating Tomohiro Ishii of New Japan fame in a absolute classic. There's so many chops. You have no idea. It just chops after chops after chops. How many beers? Uh, over five. Okay. It's five and a quarter. Of just chops or for the match? For the match. Okay. Uh, but mo- I'll say three mostly... to four of those were just. Mostly chops. Jesus, dude. Easily four beers worth of chops. Oh, my God. Um, I would say the other, like, smaller piece of news this week before we get into the Roman Reigns stuff. Um, Tony Khan did some interview this week on some other show uh, where he said – they asked him about Trio's belts, and he basically confirmed that he had been thinking about it for a while and that they've already been made, and they've been made for a while. So we just they're they're made, they just have not been implemented yet. So have you heard that, the extension of this story where they said that they're gonna wait till Kenny Omega's back before they uh do any trios tag team tournament style thing? Ooh, so Kenny and the Bucks. Yeah. Adam Cole that seems the the undisputed portion of the undisputed elite. I think we're gonna wait till they break this tag team up uh to to debut those belts i think that's going to be the big thing yeah oh that would they be break fun. up the undisputed elite and then they put the tag the trios tag belts in the middle dude i can't wait to have kenny back like i'll just say it now yeah um 
I think so. We talk a lot on this show about how AEW hits these lulls in between pay per views. I think that this was the first week finally of getting out of lull season and ramping up towards double or nothing. And I thought this week was an excellent show. Yeah. It um, was the best show they've had in weeks. Yeah. If not months. Definitely. Probably since like the fallout of Revolution or leading up to Revolution, like one of those shows. I don't know. Um, but we'll talk more about Dynamite later. Uh, and then the last bit of news, probably the biggest news of the week, uh, just reports out the wazoo about Roman Reigns. Uh, I don't remember. I, I know Meltzer reported one of them. I don't know if he did both. But one of them was that Roman Reigns is quote-unquote going to leave WWE. Oh, no. This one was him announcing at the house show in Trenton that he's changing something about his career and he's not going to be back in Trenton for a really long time. A lot of people online were thinking like, oh shit, is he pulling a rock the Dwayne Johnson on us and going to go Hollywood on everybody? When in reality, it seems like the truth here is that he's just going to be doing, he's not going to be doing any smaller house shows anymore. He's still going to be on TV Still going to be at the big premium live events. We're still going to get Roman Reigns. Still going to get our tribal chief. Yeah, the only additional thing I saw on this, um, two things additional I saw on it, is that he's been pulled off of a lot of the summer stuff. So he's going to get a big break come June, July time frame. Um, he's been pulled off the Hell in a Cell poster. So I think part of this new contract that he signed uh, includes uh, some time off this summer after yeah. a very long title reign. So um, do you do you and think the that other that... thing? Go ahead. The other thing I saw was that um, it he did sign a new contract. I think the whole of this whole this whole thing was that he's not going to be doing house shows because that's included in his new contract is that he's basically becoming a part-timer with his new contract once he's done with this title reign so this title reign's coming to an end soon i was gonna say that was my question like do you think he's dropping this when like when i mean if, if he if he's gonna be taking dates off between june and august during the summer i mean are we thinking he's dropping this like at hell in a cell well, he's already off the poster for Hell in a Cell. I don't even know what we're going to... I mean, that was, that was shocking to me when I saw the news that they had changed the Hell in a Cell poster because that's like the next pay-per-view. He's yeah. no way dropping it between now and then. He's going to lose it, I think, before Money in the Bank or right after Money in the Bank. I wouldn't be surprised if at the next pay-per-view he loses one belt and then he loses the other belt not long after. And if they want to keep him as a pair, then the Cody situation that Joe talked about weeks and weeks ago might be very real. He yeah. said that there was rumors that Cody was winning money in the bank and taking it off of him right after money in the bank. So that's a very real possibility here. I had something that I was going to ask and I don't remember what the fuck it was. I feel like a big, dumb, stupid head. Do you think he's going to take some Hollywood roles with all this time that he's going to have? I mean, probably. 
a lot of people are speculating that that's why he's taking the summer off is to shoot a movie or something. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Maybe my thought will come back to me later, but, um, I don't have anything else for news, so we can get into the beer ratings from last weekend's WWE WrestleMania backlash. Um, so I went into this thinking that there were going to be three good matches and the other three were not going to be good. In my opinion, it turns out four of the matches were good. And the two, the other two, which were ones that I wasn't expecting to be good, were not that good. So, yeah, this I guess exceeded my expectations. Yeah, met slash exceeded a little bit of my expectations. I don't know. Um, but let's start with signs. Do you have any signs? I don't have any signs. You have no signs? I have no signs. I didn't so, take very good notes here. Oh, boy. Um, there weren't many good ones. Uh, it's really just like the 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 PG era crowd. They just don't have good signs anymore. Yeah, it's really a retro pay per view thing. But uh, I'll just go through what I've got. Um, I had saw a sign that said "I heart moms," heart being a heart, not the word heart. I mean, I heart my wife, who's a mom. Same. And I I heart my mom. It was, yeah. I mean, it was Mother's Day, so it made sense. Uh, My wife does complain all the time that, like, every major holiday that is supposed to be for her always has a WWE pay per view. Her birthday this year, uh, this thing, our anniversary was WrestleMania. (laughs) Like, we're three for three in events that she should care about uh, me watching a pay per view on. That's just tragic. Uh, My wife was like, when I when I when I told her I was like, hey, I need you to make predictions. This was Sunday, like on Mother's Day. I was like, hey, I need you to make predictions for WrestleMania Backlash. She was like, when is it? I was like, tonight. <laughs> she was like, what the fuck on Mother's Day, of all the days. Sorry, babe. Does Dylan um, even plan this out? I don't think so, dude. Either that or they were just like banking on it. Like, yeah, Mother's Day. We're going to draw some big ratings for all the moms that watch WWE. <laughs> um, and then I saw a sign that said Seth Forking Rollins. Um, forking? Yeah, Forking. Unless it said okay. Fooking. I don't know. It either said Forking or <laughs> Fooking. Like F-O-O. I couldn't tell. It looked like Forking. Um, and then the last three were the guy. So th- this guy's been at a lot of pay-per-views lately. It's the guy on the entrance ramp. I don't know if you've been noticing this guy, but this dude must bring like 12 the signs guy with the goofy movie sign that we hated. Yeah. The goofy movie sign. Um, it's the same guy. He's at the same spot and he's, he brings like 20 signs to each show because every time like someone else makes an entrance, he's got a new sign. Um, and a lot of times the camera pans past what i think is probably a good sign and i just chose not to pause it but the ones that i saw that caught my eye that i thought were at least worth jotting down um we can debate this one uh he said land before time greater than lion king uh absolutely fucking not all right so no debate there i not that i don't like land before time but 
Yeah, Lion King's like an all-time classic. It's just an all-timer. Land Before Time is just like an uh, okay, a mediocre '90s kids movie. Yeah, did the Land Before Thousand sequels? Did the Land Before Time get a live-action remake? I don't think so, because it wasn't as good as the Lion King. Live actions in quotations here because it was just a CGI animal version. Listen, listen, those are real animals acting. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. Um. He said, uh, or there was a sign that said, Roman gets mad when you throw in Street Fighter. I don't understand any background behind. I don't think he has any background behind a lot of the signs. There's just a weird one. Uh, and then I actually can't remember if this one was him or not, but uh, he had a sign that said, Bobby Flay sucks, which I disagree why, with. Why do you feel that way? I disagree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, Beat Bobby Flay is one of my favorite TV shows to watch. This guy doesn't like Disney. He doesn't like this guy sucks. How about fuck this guy? <laughs> you just transformed when uh when you said what he doesn't like, but um you pretty much make out, yeah. But what what you said there, but um yeah. Pro tip for all all the guys out there. Um, that are in serious relationships thinking about getting married um food network is where it's at during that married life (laughs) the food network is just amazing so many good shows on there uh beat bobby flay being one of them um let's get into the matches though uh the first match was fucking awesome it was cody cody rhodes versus seth rollins part do i thought this was awesome was this the best match of the night to you uh (laughs) probably but debatable it's debatable yeah i thought so i think it's debatable on who you're uh, depending on who on this card was your favorite wrestler i think that's where the like because a lot of people like would say the main event or i I could honestly see people saying that the women's title match was very good. Um, I wouldn't say I, that was as good as these two, but I would no, definitely say. But I think it. I think it comes one. down. What I what I think it comes down to is who your favorite wrestler is, because you're going to have a little bit more bias towards them. Yeah, I thought this was the best match of the night, and I think it's my Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins love. Yeah, um, I'm just going to say it now. Uh, I think Cody has way too much pyro what way too much pyro no there's no such thing as too much pyro pyro is awesome dude there's just too much pyro no and i feel like it's going to be the thing that gets me to hate him again no no and when i say again i never actually hated cody um we've never talked shit about him on this show we talked shit about him a lot and then he went to wwe (laughs) Pyro is just pyro. Don't hate him over pyro. I'm not gonna hate him over pyro, but um, also the thing that I said he did last week, where like he doesn't, he forgot about the first bit of pyro when he walks through the curtain. He didn't do it at all this week, so now I just look like a fool. Um, I thought the I thought the story that they told here was pretty good, especially in the beginning, where right the story at Mania was Seth wasn't prepared, and then we get the second match. Seth gets an entire month to prepare. You see a lot more counters from Cody's signature moves and stuff like that. Um, And then 
the the announcers. We got to talk about the announcers on this show. Yeah, you were upset. I was very upset. Um, I think this one was Jimmy Smith. Uh, during this match, just Jimmy Smith saying that Cody hasn't wrestled in six years and that he's got uh, the possibility of having ring rust. I'm sorry, what? He's been one of the most active wrestlers in the business over the last six years. Just one time, <laughs> just one time, I would like WWE to acknowledge that they are not the only show in town. And I'm not just saying to acknowledge AEW. I'm just saying, like, have a little perspective. Like, just point out the fact that you are not the only wrestling company in the world. They have done it in the past with Mickey James being at the Rumble this year. So I know that they can do it. It's just like <laughs> to even point out the fact that Cody could possibly have ring rust and to say that, like, well, he hasn't wrestled in six years. It's like, Jesus, dude. Um, Corey Graves, thank God for him being the voice of reason here because he shut that down pretty quick. But. It's just that this, this was just one of many from the raw announced team that I was just like, what the fuck? They, they were struggling throughout this entire night. To, they were saying stupid shit the entire first half of this card. Well, because it was the raw. It was, you had three, the three raw matches followed by the three SmackDown mat or the two SmackDown matches and the one mixed brand yeah. match. But uh pat and michael cole stayed on for that one and Corey joined him for the main event but yeah it was the 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 ones at the raw like jimmy Corey, and byron announced just them it, they were just not good um and i love Corey too it's just really disappointing that he's been part of this garbage team yeah if if we could get more of this michael cole pat mcafee Corey graves announced team or yeah. just have that be the full-time announced team that would be fucking incredible just have like Michael Colby in the middle of those two, just just back and forth arguing all the time. Like it would it would be fucking gold on television. Um, this match, so Cody ends up taking the the victory here, uh, going up two zero on Seth Rollins. Uh, who knows? We're probably gonna get Cody versus Seth number three. Like yeah, I, I predicted, think you were right? I think you. Were I think I was. Right. I think I'm right on the Hell in a Cell thing. It's just the uh, the method of getting there was a little bit not what I predicted, but in the end, I think I'm going to be right. We will your, see. Your uh, predictions of this pay per view kind of struggled a little bit. There, I was. Um, I tied for last. I will say that it was not good. Damian Priest did show up. That's. <laughs> Pretty much like that, and like the obvious matches are the only ones I got right, or what I thought were the obvious matches. It was bad, um, but yeah, Cody Cody wins here, and uh, this match got two and a quarter beers. It was a damn good match. I love the roll up to end the match, uh, where Cody just outsmarts Seth. Seth tries to. Seth tries the uh, illegal pin. And then Cody immediately does it against him right afterwards and gets the actual pin on it. Yeah. I love that finish. Outsmart the smart heel, you know? Yeah. Something you don't see that often, especially in WWE. 
they always like to make really just both wrestlers look really stupid. Um, second match, the usually in WWE, the worst match on the card. Uh, this was no different here. Uh, we had Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Nobody gave a fuck about this match. I mean, did you care about this match? Yeah, I, but like I didn't care about this match. I I did not. I meant like in the crowd. Yeah, it was bad. It was um, a bad match. Yeah, a couple notes from this one. Omas, uh, he's now the Nigerian giant. Okay. That's that's his that's his new moniker, I guess, is what we call that. If we're saying so. And uh MVP interferes a couple times after basically it was Omas was dominant. Bobby tries to come back. He traps Omas in the ropes one time and uh MVP ends up interfering once Bobby seems like he's going to make a comeback and the uh, the interference causes Omos to hit whatever the fuck his finisher is and uh, win the match and this got a beer. Literally just an interference and some some finishers worth of a beer. That was it. Yeah, it was it was probably less than a beer, but only by a couple sips maybe one sip. I don't know. It was, it was close. It wasn't, it was close. It was not good. This was not a good match. Not a good match to go back and watch. Not a good match to go back and drink for whatsoever. Um, and then before we get into the next match and all the, all the news from that, uh, they aired a commercial for hell in a cell. I missed this because of once again, I have Peacock with ads and they aired an Olay commercial. <laughs> so you know i missed it okay i had no idea what the fuck you were talking about i had to google it afterwards so they aired the hell in a cell commercial and all i could think of was fuck we're getting the red cell again i i every time every time since that fateful night where the the fiend and seth rollins hell in a cell match that we all know and love we're never gonna get away from this are we no um that one was a regular that one was a regular cage where the lights were just red but since then they've started making the hell in a cell red and every year that the cell comes around or every time it pops up maybe in saudi arabia i just think damn it i forgot that the cell is red now and it just is the worst thing in the world. It's the worst thing they've ever done. It's That's awful. not true. No, okay, maybe they it's had not. A lumberjack, they, they had a lumberjack zombie, zombie match. <laughs> <laughs> they made Jinder Mahal the WWE champion. Yeah. No, that wasn't that bad. Um, it just, it's just, I think the red cell is just because it reminds me of that match that's clearly scarred me for life. And every time I have to watch a Hell in a Cell match now, I have to, I have to think of that which is probably why this thing's never going away because it just reminds me of that awful, awful match. Yeah. The red cell doesn't bother me nearly as much, but I understand what you're saying. Any reference to the fucking god-awful Seth Rollins fiend Hell in a Cell match that didn't end in a Hell in a Cell. Have I ever told you the story of me watching that match? No, do tell. I had my sister in town. Uh, my sister has never watched wrestling at all. I've told you this before. She did remember, she she asked you about Foley as God. Yeah, remember she's the same sister who was like, 
I'm confused about why they like McFoley and why McFoley is gone. She just asks a lot of questions because she has no basis in this at all. She's never watched. Oh boy. So I explained the rules to a Hell in a Cell match before it starts. I'm like, well, they got to either do pinfall or submission. They can use literally anything. It can end no other fucking way. They got a pin or submission. Don't you look like a fool? I looked like a fucking idiot when I'm explaining the rules to somebody and then something that doesn't meet those criteria ends the match and she's like i don't understand what the fuck happened and i'm like i don't understand what the fuck just happened i can't tell you what just happened (sighs) there's nothing more embarrassing than as a wrestling fan when you like so since i made the drinking game right i try to get people into it by being like uh like when joe and i were in hawaii we would have that's how we got a bunch of people to watch like we'd be like right before we go out we would pregame we would pregame with wrestling and we would just watch old matches and get fucked up to them um well there's nothing worse than watching a pay-per-view live with said friends who aren't really the biggest wrestling fans but they'll sit there and watch it with you especially with the drinking game and the opportunity to get absolutely shattered yeah uh there's just nothing more embarrassing than when you watch a live pay-per-view and they do some dumb shit like that and you turn to your friends or they turn to you, the, the ones that aren't big wrestling fans, and they're like, I can't believe you watch this on a, re- on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so terrible. I this can't is believe so you dumb. watch this all the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's my male soap opera. Just imagine an old woman who watches Days of Our Lives every single day. That's what I'm doing with wrestling. Oh, God. Well, that was a big tangent uh, before we got into uh, Edge versus AJ Styles, the third match here at WrestleMania Backlash. We're still not at Hell in a Cell yet, so I'm sure they'll find a way to let us down there. <laughs> Don't they but always? Something that did not let me down. Edge versus AJ Styles. I this thought this was better one, than Mania. Yeah, this will this definitely was better than WrestleMania. I didn't think that it could have gotten much worse than their Mania match. Not that it was terrible. It just kind of dragged on like a Triple H end of career match. Oh God. Uh and just was not exciting. Uh this one, however, I feel like it got pretty exciting. Uh and then there was something. Oh. Here's the other here's the other raw announced team quote that got me. Um so they're 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 selling this uh AJ Styles shoulder injury and Corey Graves is on the call talking about how like the ref needs to call the match or something something along these lines where like or AJ needs to consider not wrestling in this match or or tapping out or quitting to consider his career longevity. Dude is in his mid forties. I would say he's had a <laughs> career longevity check check mark right there, accomplished. But nope, yeah. not Corey Graves. Not to Corey Graves. Come on, Corey, you're the best one there is. I know that one was rough. Did you actually see the stat? I saw a stat today about AJ Styles. Did you see this? No. All right. I mean, I obviously led into this talking about AJ Styles, so you're probably going to know the answer. But if I were to tell you. Uh, or if I were to ask you who had the longer full-time run in WWE and I gave you the options of 
AJ Styles or The Rock? Who would you pick? Um, before you asked the question, I would have easily been like, it's The Rock. But now that I'm thinking of it, The Rock was from 96-ish, right? He debuted in 96? Yep. And he was done by, what, 2003? I mean, that's still seven years. AJ's only been in for six. He, uh, he's, he, they're, they're considering like the late 2001, like when he started, maybe 2002, when he started going Hollywood. So when he stopped being full-time in 2001. Yeah. It was like very recently AJ Styles surpassed him as like, uh, having a longer full-time run than the rock. It's fucking insane. Does not have as many titles. No. I mean, he has how many, how many WWE titles does AJ have Two. Two, I think. The Rock's got, like, if you're counting world heavyweight. Five or six? Uh, no, I think he's an eight-time champ. Oh, my God. Well, with the end again, of- the 90s, they just changed that thing about all the time. Yeah, yeah. We just watched all those pay-per-views where him and Mick Foley just trained it back and forth. For yeah, like- by- already in the retros, like, we're, he only won it, like, three or four retros ago, and he's a two-time champ already. Oh, my God. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. Um, but uh back to this match. Uh the other thing from the announced team, which I kind of gave them I cut I cut them some slack by the end of the match because they actually ended up explaining it. But in the beginning, Byron was like, because they're they're selling this left shoulder injury, and Byron Saxton was like, that's really gonna hinder AJ's ability to hit the phenomenal forearm. And they ended up they ended up going back and being like, yeah, he's not going to be able to do the springboard and like get himself up on the ropes. And I was like, OK, Byron, I'll give you that one. But it took him like 10 minutes to like get to the point. And when he first said it, I was like, Jesus, dude, these guys are on another fucking level tonight with their awfulness. Struggling hardcore. Um, yeah. And then, uh, like I said earlier, Damian Priest shows up and. uh so he was banned from ringside he shows up on the ramp and uh aj's like upset at the fact that he's there but damien points out that he's not at ringside he's on the entrance ramp sure dude uh, and then finn comes out the, him and him and damien priest like get in the ring and tussle a little bit uh and then they take the fight outside and then a hooded figure shows up pushes aj off the top rope while he was up there and I don't remember how it actually ended with like a spear or something. Oh, crossface. And uh, Edge wins. And who does the hooded figure end up being, Chad? My girl, Rhea Ripley, looking sup as shit. She's got a she's got a new hair dye, and uh, Rhea Ripley is officially part of the Judgment Day. I feel like this is gonna go off badly because y'all y'all are gonna say i'm a hypocrite i like this faction (laughs) (laughs) i I know it's gonna go i know y'all are gonna say shit but like i like this faction okay maybe it's because i like every member but like and maybe it's because wwe doesn't oversell factions and there's not that many of them which makes it like better that it makes it it does make it a little more tolerable because like when the, the the thing that the 
the thing that wrestling that wrestling thrives on is the surprise factor or the element of surprise and in AEW when every single fucking person is in a faction including John Moxley who I never thought would be in a faction but he is now um it just makes it a little like okay sure um in WWE they don't happen as often so when one debuts it's very exciting because of the surprise or the element of surprise so I, I could see where you're coming from there. It is it is very hypocritical, though, from a guy who's on record saying he doesn't like factions. I know. And I know you're, y'all are going to say shit, but, like, in the end all be all, I think that um, when WWE doesn't oversell factions like AEW does, a really heel faction like this really stands out. And I, I really like it. So you say you like them because you like all the members. Who would have to join this faction for you to not like them? Oh, uh, there's a lot of options, but um, people I really hate in WWE, Theory, um, <laughs> Theory, uh, maybe if they added uh, Austin Theory. Whoa, it's just Theory. Even Sorry. though the A is still in his logo. Yeah, that I bothers the shit out of me. They call him theory but his logo has an a his titantron says a town down like come on only in wwe man um this edge versus aj styles match got two beers like i said it was it was good match good uh good debut for ripley into the judgment day and uh we got more of that on monday night raw that we're going to talk about a little later um then for me, I think came the surprise match of the night. I have hated this feud since it started. Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey, uh, they had their I quit match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and I think this greatly exceeded expectations for me. I mean, I, I think it exceeded expectations for everybody. I don't think anyone was like, ooh, yay, Ronda Rousey in this matchup. Um this was really good. Like they did some very original stuff, some stuff I pointed out that I wrote in my notes that I really liked. Um, Ronda Rousey doing the arm bar uh, while Ron, while Charlotte was tied up in the corner ropes um, while hanging from the corner. Yeah. The outside. Uh, the way she wins the match is by putting her in the arm bar while there's a chair around her neck. Um, I'm not sure if that helped at all, but. Yeah, I don't know if it helped at all, but like it was original and it was kind of a cool spin on stuff. Like that's what this whole match, this whole match felt like was like they were like, let's take things that we know the fans are bored by and we'll do something cool with it. We'll do something new and original. Yeah. And we'll add 30 fucking kendo shots. Boy. Yeah, we had about two beers worth of kendo stick shots here in this match. Have we it named was, the beer ratings for like any of these matches? Yeah, I so said Edge and AJ got two. Omas and Bobby got one. Cody and Seth got two and a quarter. You're right. Um, but going back to your uh new and original point, uh <laughs> I don't think this is actually new or original, but you don't see it that often. Uh, with the kendo sticks, uh, I, I thought there was a really funny moment in this match where uh, they got up on the entrance ramp. Uh, Charlotte had chased, or maybe uh, Rhonda had gotten a hold of a kendo stick and chased Charlotte up the ramp. Charlotte uh, ducks behind the curtain 
and pulls out two more kendo sticks and is wielding them like like two lightsabers literally and we we get into this like almost lightsaber dual portion of it and right before they go to start doing that pat mcafee's like (laughs) he's like uh are we about to we are we are (laughs) and then they start like duking it out like like jedi with the uh with the kendo sticks i thought it was hilarious the, the kendo stick shots in this match were pretty entertaining. There was a couple that I thought were going to bust Charlotte open. I was like, man, please don't do that. Yeah, I would have gotten uh, two more points, and it still wouldn't have fucking mattered. Were you the only one that picked her? No, a couple people did. But nobody bled on this pay-per-view. It was surprising. Usually the, you get somebody. Cody didn't believe was amazing. Yeah, he was he really close. on Monday. He was really close to bleeding. Um. There was a, I don't know if you remember this spot, but there was a disgusting powerbomb into the barricade from Charlotte to Rhonda. Oh my goodness. I thought she was, I thought she was going to be hurt. Um, But it actually turns out coming out of this match, uh, WWE reporting that Charlotte Flair is hurt. Are you, are you buying that? No, I think this is a way to get her off TV for a little bit of time. Okay. That's what I was also thinking. Here's why. Here. Here's exactly why I don't believe it because they said they in the they waited till the next match was over the match after this, and then they were like using the X-ray machines that we have in the back. They don't have X-ray machines just chilling in the back. Very few stadiums and sports teams have that. There's no way they'd be able to tell that her arm was broken that quickly. It's just bullshit. All right, dude. You don't have to get all technical on me. I just I asked you a yes or no question. <laughs> I just feel very strongly about this one. All right, yeah. It sounds like it. Um and then uh I think the other hilarious moment in this match, Pat McAfee quote, um when he said, Is that the fiend in the front row? And there was a kid dressed up and had a fiend mask on in the front row, and it was just like Oh my God, I cannot believe he just made that reference. Dude, Pat McAfee gives no fucks about what he's he doesn't. supposed to do and he not doesn't. supposed to do. And they know that he's going to fucking, he knows he's going to keep his job. They yeah, because him. he's like the most beloved announcer in like forever. Since, since Jim Ross, probably. And he's got yeah. years and years to do it. Um, Let's see. And then uh, we get to the end. The crowd really wanted tables. I can't remember whether or not we got a table. I don't think we did. Um, Flair, she wishes uh, Rhonda a happy Mother's Day. And then we get into the arm bar in the chair. Uh, Charlotte ends up not quitting. And then uh, Rhonda says to her into the mic, I was hoping you'd say that, bitch. And then hits like her super arm bar. The and she immediately she immediately quits. <laughs> well, you know, like the one where she applies, like you can just see that she's putting a little more oomph into it, you know. The super arm bar. Her super I'm arm using bar. That every time. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's the same thing, but she just she she just puts a little more oomph into it, basically. And she's she's grunting a little more. Um and Ronda Rousey is the new SmackDown women's champion. I do want to say one thing about this match just to get it out of the way. 
I need Ronda Rousey to understand that she can wear clothes that fit. I am so tired of Ronda Rousey fixing her outfit the whole match. Yeah, it might just be like a comfortability thing. She fixes her outfit the whole match. And I forgot she does it because we haven't watched her wrestle that many times since she's been back. But like she used to do this all the time. And this match was exceedingly bad with how much she was fixing her outfit. Pants were clearly bothering her. I honestly didn't even notice it, probably because I was pretty drunk already. But I don't know. Uh, This match got 3.75 beers, though. A lot of that was kendo shots. Yeah. And arm bars. About two beers of it. Uh, And then second to last match, Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin. This was disappointing. This was uh, not that good. Uh, Pat McAfee quotes I have for this match. He said, uh, when Corbin was making his entrance, he said, the lady in the front row said, you suck. I agree with her. <laughs> um, and then when he talked about Madcaps and uh, Corbin's former relationship, he's, he described it as, they used to shop at overly priced stores that sell terrible shirts together. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is it was just funny. Um yeah. There's really no notes from this match. There was a guy with a hook shirt in the front row that a lot of people were freaking out about online. Like of course you're gonna see AEW shirts at a WWE show and vice versa. I just wanna say I had like hopes that this was gonna meet like remember how like two pay-per-views in a row our surprise match was madcap versus drew yeah i thought this was gonna like be the surprise match like we were gonna be like oh that wasn't bad at all even though we all like maybe your maybe your boy happy corbin's not as good as you think he is chad i did read an article this week that i want to talk about with that that apparently one mac baron corbin is one of the most loved people backstage because apparently he's like a super nice guy in real life Oh yeah, I'm. I I would agree with that. Never met him, but I would believe it. Um, but the other one I saw is that apparently he's one of the writers' uh group's favorite character uh wrestlers because he's more than willing to do literally any gimmick they give him. So like that's why his gimmick changes all the time because the writers just write him into shit, and he's always like, "Sure, whatever, man. I'll do whatever the fuck you want me to do." Constable Baron Corbin, sure. I'll eat dog food on TV. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Sad man. I, I'll go broke on TV. and I'll grow my hair out and stop getting it. I'll stop fucking cutting it every day. Dude, that was my fa- that's been my favorite one. The Sad Sad Man Baron. That's been my favorite one of all time. It was awesome. I would not say that's my favorite one. I like Lone Wolf Baron Corbin the best. But yeah, but his Mac hairline said, was so have, bad. You gotta have a hair to do Lone Wolves have hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't remember. Oh, Madcap wins. Uh, with just a sunset flip roll up. Uh, classic. Kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and this got a beer. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Uh, and then we had the main event. My God, this was good. Th- this was also better than what I thought it would be, but I also went into it thinking it was going to be good. This exceeded my expectations by a bunch. This was fucking awesome. And it even started out like it started out kind of kind of slow. Not I'm not going to say like it was slow to begin with, but like it was kind of slow. 
Um, a, a lot of that had to deal with like the buildup for getting Roman to tag in and face literally anybody. Um, crowd super hot for Randy Orton. Randy Orton is as over as I've ever seen him before. It's crazy. Um, and then uh, they finally they finally tag Roman in like the first time, and then nothing happens, and he tags right out. Yeah. I, I thought the build to get uh, Roman in this match was like the best story of the whole night. Yeah. Uh, Riddle does his normal Riddle thing in a tag team match where he takes the beating and gets the hot tag. <laughs> and while he's taking the beating uh, from the, the bloodline, Pat McAfee says, ain't enough CBD in Rhode Island for Riddle's body after this. <laughs> All the weed references they're making for Riddle lately have been just top notch been really funny lots of 420 references indeed indeed um i don't know what else happened well let's just uh let's just talk about this real quick um at this point in the night uh joe who was joe and dewey or joe and alex it was joe and oh wow i don't remember it was one joe and one of those two Joe and somebody at 12 points. Joe and Alex. It was Joe and Alex because Joe was like, I don't want Alex to win. Truth. (laughs) (laughs) This is what it is because Joe didn't want Alex to win. Uh, And it was Joe and Alex and they were tied. They were six minutes off in their finish time apart from each other. And I was down by two points. And I'm also the only person in the entire predictions contest that picked the bloodline to win this match. So the match gets near the end. Uh, Roman Reigns is outside the ring after he got uh, put into some steel steps by Drew McIntyre. Uh, Jay Uso gets on the corner ropes, uh, goes to dive into the ring, and as he's about to jump, he gets touched by Roman Reigns, who comes in and spears Riddle for the win. In in the slightest tap of a of a tag you'll ever see. Yeah. It was so slight that I didn't even notice it on the fucking replay when they were talking about it. They had to put it in slow-mo for me to see it. But it was he, very well done. But they they tap he does tab tack uh tag in. He does get the the spear and he does get a three count. And I tied at that point with the same amount of points as the other two, and I'm the only one who picked him, and I'm the champ. So tie goes to the champ, champion's tie goes advantage. To the champ. Thank God Roman Reigns was in that match. <laughs> I don't know why y'all all picked against Roman Reigns. You never pick against Roman Reigns. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, one more thing from this match when they were on the outside and they cleared the uh, announce table off. I don't remember if they actually like went through it or not. My memory is fading, even though I... Oh, Drew goes through the announce table. Yeah. um after they like did their normal like they they take like the cover off of the announce table they take the 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 monitors out and they clear all the shit off and pat Pat mcafee's like my pencil's gone and michael cole just claps back with like you haven't taken a note since you've been here (laughs) (laughs) i was watching this basically on mute because my son was asleep like right next to the tv Oh. so i did not hear that that's hilarious it's it was so funny especially since every time they break an announcing table i always say like they left the pencils on there someone's gonna get stabbed with a pencil dude that we'll is always like a scary thing pencil. 
Yeah. I always like get afraid like they're gonna like forget the monitors or something one time. Like that do you remember WrestleMania thirty? I think Orton hit the RKO on Brian uh while the monitors and then the cover was still on the table and Orton cut his back up pretty bad because he landed on one of the monitors. I always get scared. I always get scared for shit like that. Um but yeah the bloodline wins and this got three point seven five beers so tied for the lead with the uh SmackDown Women's Championship match and WrestleMania Backlash uh finishes with 13.75 total beers nowhere near the top but it did only have six matches. This, I was very surprised they didn't add any more matches. This felt to me very much NXT TakeOver-esque, you know? Yeah, it did. It did. A couple other than, like, uh, well, other than the, matches. Other than the know? fact that not every match was awesome. There's, a, there's plenty of NXT pay-per-views where there's a, there's a down match. But just one. Yeah, so there was two here. But yeah. even like the, I don't know. In my opinion, the down matches in NXT... At least NXT have passed. We're still good. Yeah, usually. Good enough to where, like, if I wanted to go and watch an old NXT takeover, I would just sit down and watch the whole thing, despite the down match. Like, I would not go back and watch this pay-per-view, probably other than the main event and the first match. Yeah, the first match, I would say, was the best match of all. So... I feel like a few years from now, I'm going to definitely rewatch all these Cody, Seth Rollins matches. Nerd. They're so good. I mean, yeah. Hell in a Cell is going to be awesome. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, you guys said last week, like, if Cody wins, why would they want to do another Cody-Seth match? That's a great point. I It's kind of repetitive storytelling here. <laughs> I guess we'll find out in the weekly recap. Uh, speaking of that, uh, we could just go quickly through SmackDown from the couple nights before oh, WrestleMania Backlash. Rampage, Rampage is before SmackDown. Oh, I just I always have my notes in the same order. Yeah, sure, we could talk about Rampage first. Let's get into Rampage. Oh yes, indeed. Um. We got what did we did we start the tournament? Yeah, Tony Storm, Jamie Hader, right? That was on Dynamite. There was the tag team match on Rampage, the two on two Ruby and Tony Storm versus DMD and Jamie Hader tag team match on Rampage. Oh. Literally my notes are two huge butts, Storm and Hader. <laughs> and then why not? And then I had a question. Why not just shut your mouth when Britt Baker goes for the lockjaw? That's a great point. I don't know. Tony Storm pinned DMD, though, in this match, which I think bodes well for her to get to DMD in the tournament and then to lose. They're on the same side of the bracket, right? Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, this to me just yells. Like, You're saying Britt Baker is going to win versus the Joker? Yeah. It's Britt Baker. Are you kidding? And she lost this tag team match. Well, that's my point exactly, though. Um, what else? What else from Rampage? Uh, the Chip Saga continues with Hookhausen. 
you know, I want to talk about one thing I really liked in this this uh, rampage. It's, it's a small segment. Are you ready? Okay. I really liked the Eddie Kingston phone call. I don't even remember that. So at the end of the first match, they were like, we have a phone call coming in for you, Chris Jericho. And it's Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston's like, my wife's never seen me like this before. She's never been so upset at what I came home with after the fireball. I'm going to fuck you up, Chris Jericho. And it was like Eddie Kingston just being Eddie Kingston and like doing great promo work, but on a phone call. Huh. I loved it. I don't remember that at all. Oh, my Lanta. Either I accidentally skipped through it, or I usually also watch most of these on close to mute because my son is sleeping usually by the time that I'm watching these. Um, and then we had the, uh, the I think it was the main event. This, uh, whew, you want to take a stab at the name? Konoski. Oh. Take a shitta. <laughs> no, it's uh, Takeshita. Takeshita. It's yeah. just it's just the way that it's written. It looks like it says take a shitta. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering who was gonna make the reference today. There it was. It was me. But I yeah. Oh, I, let's I, not. I just want to point out that I know that it's Takeshita. I actually I... don't know how to say his first name though. I would assume it's Kanaska. I have a note before we get into this match. They had okay. the Scorpio Sky promo before this. Did you, were you on mute for this? Uh, with Frankie? Frankie came out, yes. But were you on mute for this this whole promo? Probably. I mean, I have closed captions on, but. Well, then I'm not sure if you would have heard this one, but did you hear their comment about Tay Conti? No. They Maybe. said. Even though the TNT title's been passed around the back more than Tay Conti has. And I was like, oh, no, I remember them saying that. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. You know, whatever. There's a little stab at Ty Conti there. I she thought probably, this. She probably bought off on it, I'm assuming. Probably not, though. Who yeah, knows? I'm not sure she would have, but um, I'm loving scorpio sky and ethan page and dan lambert right now spatially scorpio sky telling dan lambert to take the fucking belt off and put it yes in, and i'm loving that he was like no i'm gonna be a fighting champion i'm definitely facing you kazarian and we got the scu promos the on wednesday yeah and i think and we I, get that match next week right on rampage or sorry yeah, no so. no two days from now on rampage or tomorrow on rampage and if you're listening to this uh, two days ago on Rampage. Is it? I think it's this week. It's coming up. Oh, well, I'm excited now because that's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I thought the main event yeah, was the main awesome. Event was the main event was awesome. Takashita. Takashita. Um, he's part of DDT Wrestling. So shout out to DDT Wrestling. What is DD is DDT Wrestling like a it's a action? Japanese Japanese promotion. It's an actual wrestling oh. promotion. Oh. Yeah. I, I found out about it when I was creating all this stuff a year and a half ago, a year and some change ago. Uh making sure I wasn't gonna get any like copyright infringement. 
uh, by creating a podcast that was DDT wrestling, basically. But we're the drunk dudes talking, and they are probably not that. They are definitely not drunker than we are usually. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what their DDT stands for, but it's probably. definitely not drunk dudes talking. Um, I thought the lethal injection by Jay Lethal in this match was fucking awesome. It was a great ending. Great match between him and Takeshita. Um, <laughs> and then uh, at the end, so I. I don't. I Joe's I, favorite wrestler. I take horrible notes on Rampage, but yeah, I was gonna say. I assume Satnam Singh came out. The, I, uh, right, they came down to the ring or something like that. But like the, I thought the quote of the night, Jericho on commentary. He was like, "Look at his uh, talking about Satnam Singh." He was like, "Look at his ears. It's like Bat Boy." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So we got Bat Boy, Satnam Singh. Um, and then do we do we even have? Anything on SmackDown to talk about that doesn't have to do with Backlash? Um, Drew Gulak yes. had to face Walter. That sucked. Gunther. Sure. Um, Butch Butch came back, helped his team win the tables match. Okay, I got one. I got one big thing other than the two things you just named. Uh, okay. I'm glad Butch is back. Uh I don't like that the fight night wins every single match these two have, but whatever. Um, my comment is that the Lacey Evans thing finally came to a head, like to a conclusion. Or did it? It, it did because we got like her, her like reasoning behind telling us all of this stuff. Which kind of made sense. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm okay with like where this went but have you heard the bat the rumors about this yeah they're turning your heel what yeah why why tell us all of this stuff for her to be a heel um purple i have no fucking clue dude it doesn't make any fucking sense because like Originally, I was thinking like, yeah, Rousey's going to beat Flair and Flair's next big feud is going to be with Lacey Evans. It made perfect sense. Well, now it's looking like Flair's going to be written off TV for a while and Lacey Evans is going to be a heel. So maybe she's going against and Rousey. She's on Raw. And if she's on Raw. Oh, she is? Not, yeah, did you see the thing where she showed up into the same promo on Raw? She's been moved to Raw. Dude. After five weeks of watching those promos on SmackDown, I'm not so only confused. did we, yeah, not only is she a heel now after all of that, but she's on Raw after all of that. I'm very confused. Um, this seems like something we're just going to have to let it play out because I'm very don't, confused right now. Don't make no sense. Don't make no damn sense. Not one little bit of sense. Um, Wow. I did not know that. Yep. And then uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn had a match that was nowhere near their uh, NXT TakeOver Dallas match for Nakamura's debut. That's like the only match I can think of that where they face each other. Um, it just ended in a count out, which sucks. Yeah. 
I mean, Sammy getting a win here is a, a big deal, I guess, though, right? I didn't even – did I even write down? I just wrote Nakamura and Zane ends in a count out. I didn't even write down who won. Zane won for the first time in a really long fucking time. I mean, I guess that's good. Good for him. Yeah. But, yeah, I have nothing else from SmackDown. It was This SmackDown was awful. I liked good. the tables match. Yeah. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah, that was about it. Um, We can move on to Raw then. So, I thought Raw was pretty all right. Um, We started the night with uh, RK-Bro and the Street Profits. They came face-to-face. And then they had a Raw Tag Team Championship match, which was very good. Um, Riddle with the the quote um, after the Street Profits said that they were up and uh, that they wanted the smoke to Riddle's face for some reason. Riddle says, uh, RK Bro 420 says, we just smoked your asses. <laughs> um. Are are the Street Profits heel or face? So I've been contemplating on this one for quite a while, actually. I think it's a slow heel turn because they've been acting heelish in promos, but then the people, some of the other people that they've been acquainted with on shows in the past when it doesn't have to deal with the Raw Tag Team Championships, um, our faces a la like yeah. the other week when it was the prophets and Ezekiel and Owens and alpha Academy in that backstage segment with the solo cups, they were very much face in that backstage interaction. So it's yeah. very confusing right now, but I think they're on the slow roll to, to heels. Um, I just don't I know where I it's like going. I, I would too. I think I would really like that. I would too, but we're gonna have to wait and see. Um, then we got a a, a a a look at the brand new Judgment Day on the Raw after WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, Edge got a haircut. Yeah, he wanted to look more like Rhea Ripley. Okay. And she dyed her hair. She didn't look like Edge because he got his haircut just like she did. Soon, Damian Priest is going to get the same haircut, and then they're all going to have the same haircut. Okay, so Chad's on, Chad, Chad's on record saying Damian Priest is going to get the same haircut as Edge and Rhea Ripley. We will wait and see on that one. Um, he's, got, he's got kind of a Hispanic mullet going on right now, so I don't think that's going to happen, but wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> I think it would be a little weird, but... I think you're a little weird. Have you ever been White Claw drunk? Yeah. This feels weird. Have you not? No. Usually I drink beer like a man. And you're not because you're doing uh, some sort of diet? Keto. Gross, dude. There's only one carb per seltzer. My head feels weird. Are you going to throw up? Are we going to have two pukes? In a row? Absolutely not. Oh damn. No, I don't feel like puking it at all. I just my head feels weird. 
yeah it's a it's a different kind of drunk sort of like tequila drunk um or just like liquor in general drunk it's just different from beer it just hits you a little bit different that's all bud you you know what you're gonna pull through everything's gonna be okay yeah so this um this rio (laughs) ripley judgment day thing um the divulge evolved devolved into um back-to-back matches yeah um actually i will real quick before we get into those uh so they said that they're looking for more members so one has to think that champa might be on the way because i have a quote from this i also do but you go ahead with yours no you go ahead no no no, you go (laughs) i've had all the quotes you you go okay um i to preface this statement am a father of a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and at one point edge who has about the same age kids i do edge said Liv morgan looks like a life-size lol doll and then i couldn't stop fucking laughing because it's the most accurate fucking representation of Liv morgan you'll ever google lol doll and tell me that shit doesn't look like a fucking Liv morgan like a blonde lol doll is Liv morgan it's the most accurate joke i've ever heard in my life you're googling lol dolls i'm asking jeeves um wow (laughs) yeah like uh funko pops but for little girls they're like brat stalls from when we were kids. They're like a mixture of brat stalls and Funko Pops. Yeah, and they look like Liv Morgan. I guess. Yeah, they wear like bright colored clothes, lots of sparkles. Like they, she has big eyes. Like it just fits. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, my quote was Edge talking to the crowd and saying that we, uh, him the we being judgment day, hold up a mirror to you and you don't like what you see because number one, you're ugly. (laughs) I know. No, he was talking to the crowd in wherever (laughs) city they were at, dude. He wasn't talking about you. I'm going to be the crowd on Monday. Remember, I have tickets to Monday. Is that this Monday? That's Monday. Dude. I get to see Bobby versus Omos in the steel cage. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah. What else did they advertise? That's it. That's the only thing they advertise. That sounds about that sounds about right up WWE's alley. Tune in next week. We've got this one thing that we're advertising. Uh, we don't know what else we're doing. Uh, we'll find out on Monday what we're doing. That's, that's exactly how that's yeah, exactly how this is gonna go. Yep. Um so they had the like you said the back-to-back matches the first one was Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan they Rhea Ripley just demolishes Liv Morgan it was a good match I thought it was very good uh but in the end it was very clear like Rhea was gonna get Liv to tap out or did she pass out uh she tapped out okay someone else passed out this week I can't remember what happened oh Um, that was um was that NXT that was Cora Jade okay um we'll get to that just everything just jumbles together for me um 
And then, uh, oh, nice. Dude, you say you're feeling weird, but you just cracked another White Claw. Yep. <laughs> Chad is on some kind of level tonight Your that we don't really know. Level every night. Okay. Thank you. Um, and then uh, Finn Balor and AJ Styles come out. We get the twoest of sweets. It was cool. And we got Finn versus Damian Priest. Also a good match. Uh, other than the fact that it ended in a DQ when Edge speared Finn Balor. And then they Does beat any they fucking beat down. Damian Priest match end without a DQ? Um, I think some of his Priest matches do, but many of his Damian matches do not. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Remember that. I forgot that was a thing, and that was like a month ago. It was. Because I hated it so much. Um, I really enjoyed the back. I, I'm I'm really enjoying this whole Kevin Owens and Ezekiel stuff. We'll get we can get more into that because that wasn't they had a backstage segment, but we can couple it in with the the stuff from later in the night. Um I think the next thing was the whole Sonya Sonya Deville stuff. Uh so oh, boy sonia deville is no longer a wwe <sighs> official chad just climaxed um probably because of what i'm about to say uh so adam pierce tells sonia deville that she is no longer a wwe official and says that her opponent for the night is this woman and introduces alexa bliss the goddess the goddess is back with the doll though. good alexa bliss She's carrying the doll, I get it, but like she's dressed like old Alexa Bliss. Her music was old Alexa Bliss. It was, it was a little, little it, it was a little different, right? It was goddess Alexa Bliss. Her music's a little a little different though, isn't it? Did I, it, was I, saw, I am I wrong about that? Something that's saying that that the the intro sound was the old was the new stuff, but like the music afterwards was the old stuff, but so it's a mesh, I guess, of the two. But like, she dressed like old Alexa Bliss. She didn't have the crazy makeup on. She looked great. Sup? Sup? Hey, that's a man's just... wife you're talking about. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's Ryan Cabrera of all people. Remember that Tommy had that one song that everyone knew? No, because I don't know what song that is. <sighs> Fuck! I'm gonna have to Google it, aren't I? get that one song um but yeah alexa bliss just absolutely squashes uh De sonia deville uh and then we get the uh ezekiel and kevin owens drama from this week so they had the backstage segment that i alluded to um chad gable tells kevin owens that he's gonna get a dna test because ezekiel can't lie on a dna test which is kind of dumb because in theory, uh, like obviously I know what's actually going on here, but in theory, if you're going to get a DNA test on someone's brother to try and prove that they are not their brother, the DNA is going to come back very, 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 very similar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of stupid. The same. Kind of stupid. Yeah, probably almost the same. Um, but anyways, 
I just wanted to point out that flaw there for the guy that got a 4.0 from Harvard. But uh, Kevin Owens says that his older brother, Ken Owens, is going to debut. <laughs> and it's just Kevin Owens. Uh, and he's got some like gray paint in his beard. Yeah. And he comes out with a wig. Thanks for that. Um, and then Corey Graves, Corey Graves says, with a little just for men, Ken could be Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out Ken Owens was Kevin Owens the whole time. It was crazy. Who knew? No way. Yeah. No way. I did don't, think it was fucking. I did think lie. it was absolutely hilarious, though. Like the look on Ezekiel's face when he took the wig off, like Ezekiel thought the whole time and he was just playing it into character like, hello, Ken. Like he was like just totally not in on the joke. And then when Kevin Owens took off the wig, like hit the look on his face, like he was just shocked and appalled that it was actually Kevin Owens it was fucking hilarious. I'm loving all of this. Like ezekiel shit it's so funny um what else do you have from raw other than cody in theory um raw um my yeah my favorite part of raw was the backstage segment between uh becky lynch and oscar okay she at one point uh you'll like this one i know Uh, i know what you're about to say at one point she was like um adam pierce was there and he was like that's the reason she gets a championship contenders match uh and becky lynch goes you gotta beat the champ to beat the champ that doesn't make any sense yes (laughs) and becky lynch is now back on top favorite woman's wrestler she just called championship contenders matches fucking stupid i wholeheartedly agree thank you becky I love when they do shit like this. They just call them. They they outright call everything that Vince is doing stupid. And I fucking love it. Like you really fucking love it. Um, uh, Veer. Veer had a match again. He squashed. Uh, I, I just wanted to say that he squashed a guy that looked like the wish.com Wardlow. He looked like Wish.com uh, meshed Wardlow and Ryback together. Oh, yeah, that's probably a – yeah, that's that's a good explanation of that. Um, he had kids. Who? Veer? No, the, the, guy, the, guy. The, guy the guy got interviewed and talked about his kids. <laughs> oh, I was definitely skipping through that. I skipped through all of it. I just know that the dude got squashed and that he looked like Wish.com Wardlow. And I guess wish.com word low slash Ryback. But yeah. Um, and yeah, then. I uh, wouldn't let Ryback back though. Because he'd break somebody. Yeah. And he's fucking terrible. Um, then we had this. <clears throat> United States championship match. Cody. <clears throat> Jesus. Cody Rhodes versus Theory. Did you like this? It was was fun until the end. It was a disqualification ending, which I'm not always a fan of, but I kind of knew it was coming because I knew Cody was not going to walk out with the United States Championship. So there's that. And it seems that Cody versus Seth 3 is on. 
nothing's official yet, but probably going to be a Hell in a Cell match. Did and the probably- booking of this kind of seem like the way AEW does things, where they just take a top contender and they just kind of throw them in a title match? And there's not much buildup to it, but like it's good wrestling and it's like a good match. I bet it was something that Cody requested. I exactly what I'm thinking or, is, or I like at least had his something... input on like some somebody yeah. was like, Cody, what do you want to do tonight? And he was like, Why don't we do this? This would be a good idea. I think his time in AEW is impacting his booking in WWE. And I think it's because he is getting say what he does. People he, he most in, certainly is. Yeah. Because he this, hasn't lost yet. Right? This is exactly what I want WWE to do more of. Like, why can't we just have a match where we don't need a lot of, we don't need every match to have a huge storyline. Why, why don't we just take guys who won a lot of matches and put them against guy who has belt? Exactly. And it usually turns out pretty great. And then we don't have to see the New Day versus the fucking, what are the fight night fight for night. the eighth fucking week in a row Jesus. the only problem with this idea is that. that they don't have the roster to support this anymore i mean they could if they just stopped getting cutting people rematches every week and stopped fucking cutting people yeah it's just man i i enjoyed it until the end obviously but i knew it was coming um we had a women's tag match. Sasha Banks had some weird looking blue and green eyebrows. That was weird as fuck. Um, then we had some trouble in paradise already for Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. Uh, Nikki A.S.H. just can't keep a tag team partner, it seems like. Haven't officially broken up yet. Yeah, I think this is going to be a thing, though. I think this is going to be a thing. I think that she's going to like convince Nikki to go back to being Nikki Cross. Oh. And I think they're going to be like a cool tag team. Like I'm excited if this keeps going. If if that's what ends up happening, I'm in for that because Nikki Ash was dumb. Have not been a fan. It got yeah. her. It got her the Raw Women's Championship, which I think she deserves at least a reign, which she got. It wasn't a great reign, but she got it. Uh, but it's time to move back to what got her there, which was. The Nikki Cross character, the fucking outrageous character that that was. Um, let's see. Miz. Champa versus Ali. Yeah, I was going to say, Miz had a, had a special guest ref appearance. He called it right down the middle, just as Miz always would do. Um, no, Champa no, won fair and square. No, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. I think this is going to end up in a very good ending for Mustafa Ali. I think he's going to get a big win at the end of this this storyline, and it's going to like signal his return to the to the card. Like over like who kind of, though? Like over Theory, Miz. The title, or over the Miz? Over the Miz. Okay. You think? I think in... this is going to climax in a a pay per view match between Whoa. him. Climax. Yeah, it's like when a story reaches its yeah, ending. It's a joke. It's also it also has another meaning, but sure. Yeah, I'm not talking about that meaning. <laughs> but I think this will end in some kind of uh, 
Miz versus Ali match, and I think that'll be one really good, but two, I think the Ali will win that. Mustafa Ali. I hope so. I've I don't want to see him go anywhere. I think he's great. He's an awesome wrestler. He needs to be featured more on their weekly shows. I agree. And I would love to see that. Um and then uh yeah, we had more Lacey Evans shit. Uh that's what I was talking to you about. Yeah, I'm tired of it. We we've already talked about it. Um then the the main event, Bianca Belair versus Asuka got four fucking minutes and it ended in a disqualification. I think they kind of ran out of time in a three hour show, which is fucking wild. It's just insane. Like, how do you do that? (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Like, but I'm trying to look back and like what took way too long here. I don't know. I don't think anything was like overly long. But it was just like, how do you not find time for Bianca Belair and Asuka to have an awesome match on Raw? I mean, the the scripted ending was going to ruin this match no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of DQs on this night, which uh, it's just tough. I'm not, not obviously never been a big fan of that probably why i lean towards aew but i like a nice blend of all of these options yeah i I do i I like i like a blend of the options i don't mind a count out and a disqualification every now and then i don't mind an interference i don't i love clean pins but every fucking match i mean this wasn't every match like rk bro won convincingly uh Rhea won convincingly. Alexa squashed. Veer squashed. But I think everything else was a DQ. Which sucks. Oh, no. Uh, Or The Miz. Just being a shithead. Miz being The Miz. Yeah. Um, But I I still thought Raw was good. I thought it was a good Raw. Yeah, I thought Raw was really entertaining. I, for the most part, I was very intrigued by almost everything they put on Raw. Yeah. All righty. Let's get into NXT then. Um, I'm going to start with a disclaimer that I forgot to take note of who got cheered and who got booed for your conspiracy theory. Oh, my gosh. You didn't pay attention. The one thing we said we're going to pay attention to. Yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. And I'm not going to go back and watch it again. <laughs> Most, <Me neither. laughs> mostly because this this episode of NXT was not great. Uh, but I did appreciate the fact that it was. I think this show was sev- like 75% of the matches. That's just like a, what it seemed like to me featured women's wrestlers, which was cool. Yeah, lots. There's been multiple articles I've been reading recently that WWE is trying to use NXT to sell the idea that 50% of programming can be women and 50% can be men. And and it was is pushing that narrative pretty hard right now. And I like that because there's so much talent in the NXT women's division right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Before we get into the first match, they did show what happened last week after we went off air with the Druids. Um, they did something with Braun Breaker. 
I honestly, they, they, they put him in a car or something. Oh, no. And then they took him to a field and they left him in Joe a Gacy field. just kicked him and left him in a field. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a really lame ending to like him talking, was just leaving him in a field. Yeah. I mean, they, they could have just killed him. Jesus. <laughs> kayfabe. Kayfabe killed him, dude. You can't say kayfabe. It's WWE. No, I can. They can't. That's the difference. That is the difference. Yeah, I will say that I am not looking forward to another Joe Gacy Braun Breaker match. No, not even a little bit. Um, and I didn't like this storyline during this show, and that's about it. Yeah, it was awful. I, I don't like it at all. Um, but the show the show started with the women's tag team championship match between Toxic Attraction, sup, uh, versus Man, Wendy Man. Chu and Roxy Perez. Roxanne. I like calling her Roxy because that's I like calling her Braun Steiner, but you know, you all made fun of me for that. We don't make fun of you, we just give you shit. So there's a difference. <laughs> Yeah, Roxy gets her first title shot in NXT. Didn't go probably as she planned. But no, but I thought this was a good opener. It was. I enjoyed it. This was a good match. That's really all there is to say about it. Toxic the 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 toxic subs retain <laughs> their I will uh, say their titles. This is clearly setting up the thing I talked about like a month ago. Wendy Chu is getting the next title shot. Oh, against Mandy? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it looks that way because uh, Mandy got involved in the match. Um, sup? Yeah, Mandy's. Uh... Did she cost them the match? I don't remember. Yes, she cost them the match by okay. attacking Wendy Chu. Yeah. Yeah, I totally remember that. It was literally two nights ago. 48 hours ago, and we can't remember what happened. Yeah. I Do I drink too much? I mean, there's a, there's a word for that. No. Like, look. Well, I guess I'm drinking right now, so my hand <laughs> wouldn't be shaking. Ah, <laughs> uh, We'll see if I have a problem. I, I, let's just go with no. Call it a oh. drinking, call it a drinking solution. I don't I drink think every, more. I don't drink every night. No, I I really just drink for this podcast and occasionally every now and then outside of that. But I will say, I will say, I think if it's more of a a drinking habit more than it is a problem. Mm. Mm. A like habit that. is something you like and it's fun and you enjoy having. Indeed. Our, our drinking hobby. Drinking Ooh. hobby is probably the best word. Ooh. Yes, a drinking hobby. Indeed. Um, we have a new Diamond Mine member, Damon Kemp. That's, uh, what's his name, his brother? Gable Stevens, Stevenson's brother. Did you oh, know really? That? No. Yeah, I found that out on the internet this week. I That's probably would have asked that Steveson's question if brother. they would have just like, you know, given him the name something Steveson. Nope, but they can't have real names. Gable Steveson does. 
Yeah, but he's an Olympic gold medalist. They gotta they gotta go off of that uh that uh face value, you know. They'll probably shorten his name to Steveson at some point, but or just Gable. um No, they're gonna take Gable off and just make him Steveson so that way Chad Gable can still be Chad Gable. They're gonna prioritize Chad Gable, my ass. They never prioritize Chad Gable. He's a afterthought. All right. Well, when Sheesh <laughs> one of them is gonna lose their Gable name. So either Gable is gonna become Chad and just Chad, or Gable name. or Gable Stevenson is gonna be Stevenson. And I hate both of those. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be funny though if Chad Gable was just called Chad. It would be pretty funny. <laughs> um what the fuck else happened? I, I thought the Chase U match was super fun. Yeah, I really thought that was fun. Uh the uh, women's breakout tournament had two matches. Yeah, those were matches that happened. Fallon Henley and Nikita Lyons are in the second round. The two people we'd seen before won yep. the matches, <laughs> meaning Classic. this tournament's basically useless. <laughs> Classic breakout tournament shit. Um, no, because yeah, every match yeah. has someone we've seen before. So, like, um, Lash Legends in a match next week, and so is um, Roxy. Roxanne Perez. So, like, we're going to see four people we've seen before in matches. Yeah. Um, I did think the backstage segment, though, with uh, Chase U and Saray, where Saray's like talking to Andre Chase and she's talking to him in Japanese. And he's like, I have honestly have no idea what you're talking about. I'm sorry. And Bodie, Bodie Hayward. Hayward? Yeah. Hayward. He's like, actually, here's what she said. I'm taking Japanese, whatever the fuck. 202. 202 we have a here. foreign language department. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. I um, also thought that the segment where they were about to come out and they uh, switched their, uh, when they, you know how Saray always comes out yeah. and she channels the power of the necklace, she changes her outfit. They came out with her and they also had their outfits all changed. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool. Yeah, Andre Chase had a blue sweater on this time, and fucking Bodie Hayward's dressed up as like a cheerleader almost. He looks like Saray before she goes. Oh yeah, the... yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was good. Um, I don't, I don't really don't know what else other than the main event. I mean, the main event was awesome. Oh, we got to talk about the the D'Angelo and uh, Legato stuff. Yeah, so they stole they stole Raul Mendoza, who's now known as Cruz del Toro. Yep, they stole a man. They they uh kidnapped him per se. That's what you meant. That's what I meant to say. You're right. Yep, I was also looking for that word, and it took me that long. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they then they have a phone call. Uh, and Tony D'Angelo is like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I also thought it was funny like at the beginning of the phone call I was like hey hello who hey who's, it's who's me this? yeah who's this <laughs> it's like you know goddamn well who this is <laughs> it's me who, who's me 
What's mine say? <laughs> Sweet. What's mine say? Dude. <laughs> Dude. Sweet. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Um, but yeah, uh, that I mean, that's that blow off match is gonna be good. I'm excited. You think war games, maybe? Dude, it's May. Fuck no. <laughs> they could slow build this one to war games. I also don't know how they're gonna do war games without William Regal. They don't. Uh, they don't have a general manager anymore. And NXT thrived on a general manager. Yeah, they need someone to come out there and be like, this is enough bedlam. I wouldn't be surprised if they make it Triple H or Shawn Michaels. It would not surprise I mean, me. That would be awesome. I doubt it's Triple H. I don't think he's going to be much involved. As a general manager, though, he could do that. I don't know. I don't know how willing they are to put him into stuff. Put that on the uh, the the tickler for later. Later us to think about Triple H being the new NXT general manager. I'm calling it now. Triple H or Shawn Michaels. It's going to be one of those two. Um, Shawn Michaels has proved he can be a general manager before. Yeah, as the commissioner of the WWF. He knows all the rules. 1999. He knows the rules better than Vince McMahon did in 1999. There's more of that at WWF No Mercy 2000 or 1999. Whoa, dude, you're skipping ahead. I did start watching next week's retro pay-per-view today. I don't have a lot of time this week, okay? How is it? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. <laughs> It always makes me excited when one of you starts watching the retro pay-per-view before I do because I can get my expectation. Like when when you it, it's specifically when you say that it's not good, I know that that only pertains to the wrestling is not good, which means that it's going to be comedic for me. It probably means that the signs are good and that the commentary is funny. Nope. nope. Are you serious? I don't think there's any of that. I don't. I have very, I have like five signs. I have uh, not none of the matches have been good so far. Not one of them, and I'm seventy five percent of the way through it. <laughs> Fuck. I don't. There's a. There's not a. It's only two hours long. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. It's less wrestling I have to watch in the week. But I, I also have the next week off, so I'm pretty pretty psyched about that. I'm not gonna be so at that. Uh, we can talk about that offline here. I'm not gonna talk about that place. Uh, but basically, long story short, uh, it's called not taking a whole lot. The years <laughs> at that place before all of this. <laughs> And now I have makes sense, makes sense. days. I got days to burn. But anyways, um, the main event, Cora Jade and Natalia. I thought this was good. Yeah. As good as a Natalia match can be. I, I, I like the narrative of like. Somebody posted this online is like. Um, 
in order to like get to the top, you got to go through some sort of standard bear in NXT and pretty much all the four horsewomen have had a match with Natalia. At least two of them were on NXT, Charlotte and I don't remember who else had a match with Natalia on NXT and they beat her. And it's just like Natalia is like uh, for the women's division, sort of like what like Dolph Ziggler is for the men's division is like when someone new gets called up to the main roster, that's like the first feud, you know. Dolph Ziggler, you know what he's doing right now while he's getting his time off after his NXT run? No. He's doing comedy shows, like stand-up comedy. Oh, that makes sense. I, I knew he did those. Yeah, he's been doing a tour throughout California of stand-up comedy shows with his brother. Oh, nice. Good for him. I wonder how funny he is. He's probably hilarious in all yeah, honesty. probably he, fucking He hilarious. looks like he'd be funny. Yeah. Are you saying he looks funny? Because I'll, no. I'll tell him you said that. I mean, you can if you ever meet him, which I don't think you will. Oh, I was just going to tweet at him, but he wasn't going to respond. Yeah, I don't think tweeting at him would be very successful. Yeah, probably Good not. luck. Probably not. Um, but yeah, getting back to uh, the match, we said earlier somebody passed out this week. It was Cora Jade. Natty uh, locks in the sharpshooter and she passes out, right? Yep. 48 hours ago, I'm remembering. Um, but yeah, we'll see where this goes after that. I don't know. I really just want to get into Dynamite because it was awesome. Yeah, I have nothing else to say about NXT. Well, then let's get into Dynamite. Um, so... Okay. We started the Owen Hart tournament and started off Dynamite with Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. Holy shit. Dax Hardude. Hardude? Did you see that? No. When they first released the graphic, they misspelled his name <laughs> and it said Hardude. And <laughs> Dax Harwood reposted it and was like, really? You guys can't even get my freaking name right? That's fucking hilarious. I did not yeah. notice that. Dax Hardude. <laughs> this match was awesome. Uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. This is definitely one to watch. Uh, Adam Cole wins, advances the in the tournament with the sharp. Yeah, with the sharpshooter, advances over Dax Harwood. Uh, he faces the winner of the main event of Dynamite, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, that has to be the last thing we talk about because holy shit. Um, yeah, holy shit is right. <laughs> we knew it was going to be good. Um, CM Punk and Adam Page. So, so Punk CM Punk beats uh Johnny Hungy here, and uh, Adam Cole, I mean, uh, Adam Page is on commentary the whole time, and they 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 trade a war of words here. Uh, my question to you on this match is, uh, do you like the AEW's willing to uh, forego a traditional heel-face dynamic frequently? This match... Uh, for good wrestling? Because yes. in long... Because, well, it's not even for the wrestling. Or for a, or, about the wrestling. Or for a match that... Oh, are you talking about Punk versus Hungy? 
I'm talking about punk in general in Long Island was um, uh, the heel, and he played the heel vibe because he knew he was the heel there. And yeah, because MJF so made him goes his face gimmick. MJF, yeah, but MJF made it, CM Punk a Long Island heel for the rest of his life. Sure, I get that. Are you okay with the fact that they're willing to just forego his normal character for that? Absolutely. I love the idea, and we'll get to this when we, like, I mean, we can just rope this in with MJF, but I have never been more of a fan of an idea than on this night. And it, it, it took until this night for me to realize, but like I am such a big fan of certain people getting certain reactions in a certain city. It is so a la the Heart Foundation in Canada in the '90s. What MJF ha- what MJ what happened with MJF here tonight or on Wednesday, and the fact that he has such a pool with that Long Island crowd that when they were there in December or whenever it was before that, that he could get CM Punk still booed to that day is incredible. And I love it. This is uh, something that I saw a lot of stuff about this week on Twitter. Um, People are pretty, either they love it like you do or they hate it because it's the death of kayfabe. No, it really does spit kayfabe for someone who's who's for someone who's a heel to like not be a heel in certain areas or someone that's a face and not be a face. But that's the like, thing. MJF was still the CM Punk thing. MJF for was still being a face a heel. like that to walk out and want to hear the booze and to play on the heel vibe. Anti kayfabe, it's it's going I mean, the people that are hating on that are just still holding on to the fucking attitude era. You need to let go. Like, kayfabe's dead. Every like social media destroyed that. It's just not a thing anymore. You can't have it be a thing. It's not possible. Kayfabe and the attitude era are separate. Kayfabe is a is a wrestling thing. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just saying what the rest of the internet is saying. Well, whoever disagrees with me on this topic can suck it. DX style. Wow. I don't care. I loved this. That's I'll aggressive. stand by that. I don't care. I'm kind of drunk. And by kind of, I mean very. Um, so, yeah, I don't care. I'll stand by what I said. I'm a fan of this. I I would love to see like more of a variety of this. Like they show up. It, it's it's the same as like when they go to fucking Chicago. CM Punk is revered more than anywhere else. Yeah, but he's it makes face. sense. It makes sense. It's a face. But when the heel shows up in their hometown, I think it's hilarious and awesome that they get cheered in their hometown. It's like the hearts in Canada in the 90s. It's awesome to see. And then everywhere else they go in the country, they still get booed out of the fucking building. The crazy thing is it's impacting 
how I feel about the storyline because I don't know who's the face and who's the heel in this uh, Hangman Page gimmick. I think Hangman they're both Page, faces. CM Punk match. Anymore. They're both faces. More. As long as you as long as because you want you, you don't want to pay for a cake. As long as Hangman stays a face until the Rampage after <laughs> Double or Nothing, yeah, just keep doing this. Keep being wishy-washy. That way we can't say whether he is or isn't. And then if, if we're going to... Off CM Punk in the middle of that ring, that was pretty heelish. And got cheered for it, so... Yeah, because of this weird Long Island hatred for CM Punk. It's not weird. MJF did it. Like, MJF did that to CM Punk, and it's just good long-term storytelling as well. Like, they, like, AEW so management. CM Punk wins AEW, the title and MJF gets a chance, it's going to keep going. <laughs> so I talked about it last week. I am well above one percent chance for cm punk to win now i don't know what my exact percentage is at now but like i said last week the closer we get to double or nothing the higher cm punk's chances get at beating hangman page i i'm probably i'm probably at like 40 60 hangman right now it jumped up that much yeah same and i would say i'm not going to want to make until i've seen the, the dynamite before Oh yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about some other stuff. Danhausen. Oh, I was shame. so butt hurt. Damn shame. I was so butt hurt. I, <sighs> I, Jesus, dude. Sorry, I have gas problems. You could make it silent, but deadly. Out of my mouth, dude. Have you ever smelled a burp from someone that's been drinking seltzers? They're disgusting. No. I know this because I've I wouldn't know. been on the sending end of that more often than receiving end. You're so and mean. My Why wife has to smell them. I didn't know it was I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing until she told me. Um, but yeah, Dan Dan Housen, he got squashed by so Tony Neese. Dan Dan Housen got squashed by Tony Nese, Chad. Um, but but yeah, welcome back, Dan Housen, Tony Nese. But we got Hook Housen. Fuck man. Yeah, like sure. And we have a double or nothing match. Another one. The the pre-show match has been announced. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Dan yeah, I Housen. think this is easily a, a pre-show match. Yeah, Danhausen and Hook versus fucking smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nese. It's gonna be a barn burner. Uh, it's gonna be no, it's gonna not. be funny. It's gonna be funny. That's what it's gonna be. Um, do you want to get more into this MJF stuff? Because this was just. This was the, the highlight of the night. The highlight of the night. The highlight of the night. This was incredible. You start with the dark side of the ring spoof, which was awesome. 
hilarious. They even got Chris Jericho to narrate and even comment and being like, wait, is this shit for MJF? I'm not doing this. Wait, how much is he paying? And then he just kept going. <laughs> that shit was funny. Um, MJF just being absolutely revered in Long Island. I, we won't, we don't have to keep talking about that, but uh, the, the terms of the contract are laid out and Wardlow is getting the exact same treatment that the American, uh, what did he say? Roller Coaster is getting Cody Rhodes or that he got the 10 lashes followed by a steel cage match with Sean Spears. Uh, but this time MJF is the special guest referee for that match. I don't think that was true for the Cody Rhodes part because that was the moonsault off the cage match, I believe. But yeah, Wardlow was shocked at how they were willing to talk about Cody Rhodes here. The American roller coaster, dude. Yeah, that's what that's what his name is. What? Also, or how MJF was willing to talk about, uh, he said something that he, Tony Khan doesn't want him to talk about, and then he's like, the guy in the back doesn't want me to talk about it either. And I was like, his, what? His contract's up in 2024. And MJF's going to make a lot of money, and just nobody knows where. Uh, there's rumors online that came out today that like he is unhappy with his contract situation. I could definitely see MJF in a WWE ring here in two years. Dude, you're like transforming. I missed that whole thing you just said. You also are. Um, I said that I could definitely see MJF in a WWE ring here in about two years. I mean... If it keeps going like it is, it's it's very possible. Uh, and I'm not going to undersell it, especially with the report that came out today that you talked about. Like That report is not shocking to me at all. No, not even a little bit. It's fucking crazy. I honestly hope it doesn't happen because MJF would... He would still be good in WWE, but he would not be what he is now in AEW. He no, would not get the he, freedom to say what he's able to say yeah in AEW and it would just be a watered down version and it would just not be good and we would end up getting tired of it and he, then he would suck I agree um Jungle Boy and Ricky Starks they had a good match uh I was very uh worried that after the end of the match we were going to get this some sort of heel turn either from Christian or Jungle Boy I was like what is going on here Jungle Boy loses uh, his FTW championship match uh, to try and take it from Ricky Starks because uh, Swerve Strickland comes down to the ring causes some sort of confusion Ricky Starks is able to hit the uh, whatever his finisher is called the Rochambeau, thank you. And gets the pin. The rest of Jurassic Express comes down to the ring. Christian bumps shoulders with Swerve, kind of like letting him know he's there. They get in the ring, console Jungle Boy. 
Starks and Hobbs are out to the side, and then uh, Keith Lee comes out. And I don't know what the state of the AEW tag team division is right now, but I don't know if we're doing Triple Tret. I don't know if we're doing Jurassic Express versus Keith Lee and Swerve. But it doesn't really matter what we do because I'm in for it. I'm ready. I would love that. Even though Swerve and Keith really... Lee haven't really done a whole lot of tagging together yet but i'm down for it i really want this triple threat at double or nothing the triple threat would be triple threat would be sick yeah that would be so fucking good i think it warrants it because there's the people who have victories over the other people i mean if you're selling me a victory over jungle boy is enough for ricky stars to get a tag team title shot then he should be given a tag team title shot Agreed. And if that's what's going to happen, then Swerve and Keith Lee should be in there. So they're on the pay-per-view getting screen time. If that's a match, I'm going to be super fucking stoked. And let's just fucking go. Because in that situation, I wouldn't be shocked if they take the tag titles off of them because they've got this clear, like, Christian Cage heel turn coming. Yeah, it's very obviously coming. Um. Yeah, I could see it going this specific way where they drop the titles, Christian gets in the ring to console them, and then it just beats him down. Or yeah, exactly try, what or, I'm expecting. Or yeah. tries to beat them down and they come back and beat them up. I don't, I don't know, but it's going to be like something like that. I just don't want it to end in the splitting of Jurassic Express. I don't think Luchasaurus would be good as a singles component. No, but Jungle Boy would, but uh, yeah, Luchasaurus would not. And I don't think they AEW doesn't do that. They don't really split up teams like that. They don't split yeah, up so tag teams. If like that's that. going to happen, then the heel turn has to be from the manager side, and it has to be Christian. And Christian's Agreed. always been better as a heel than as a face. So, like, turn him now. Let's go. Let's fucking take the tag titles off of him. Put them on fucking Swerve and Keith Lee, or even Starks and Hobbs. I don't care. Like, make the triple threat match, have him fucking lose it, have fucking Christian turn heel, Christian versus Jungle Boy will be great, by the way. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, we finally got our answer for who's going to help Team Eddie Kingston against the Jericho Appreciation Society. It turns out it's the Blackpool Combat Club. I would assume the numbers be... are kind of uh, not even anymore. Yeah, I, I'm assuming we're going to get some mixture of those six people in a stadium stampede or blood and guts match. It's going to be one of those two things, probably. Uh, we'll wait and see on that one. Um, the women's Owen Hup, Owen Car, Owen Hart Cup. Holy fuck, tournament. Uh, Tony Storm beats Jamie Hayter. We kind of already talked about that or touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh, and then the main event. Chad's favorite wrestler. Jeff Jeffrey J. Holy fuck, dude. This was Jeffrey J. So looked awesome in this match. It was everything fat. I didn't wanted him fat, to be he? before. No, he looked he looked smooth. His moves looked good he looked run, like he was running well 
I don't know what happened between the last time I watched a match against Bobby Fish versus this one. Maybe it's because it was just uh, it was in you know anything goes match, so he's able to just do some crazy shit and just like really sell out. But we like have, we have this always was awesome. said, we have always said like those types of stipulations make an old man look look like a good wrestler. But I think also a lot of it has to do with Darby Allen and the kind of shit that he pulled in this match. But my, like my god, this fucking dive off the ladder was insane 20 foot ladder inside the ring jumping off of it doing a swanton this is darby to jeff by the way doing a swanton off the ladder onto jeff who's laying on a bed of chairs that are set up not laying on the floor but set up to sit on and he's laying on them it was insane fucking insane and jr JR says, the steel chairs don't play. They didn't go to wrestling school. That's what, I, JR, that's what JR had to say about that. This, this moment was awesome, but we just kept going from there, whether it was Darby Allen doing the coffin drop and Jeff missing so car, Darby just hits the fucking corner corner of the or the edge of the ring hard and like knocks the yeah. wind out of himself oh my god or jeff doing the swanton and landing on the steel steps that are standing up because darby misses like these the moments in this match just kept going and that was very early in the match the, All the of 20 foot ladder was. in the ring outside the ring was yeah this was not a long match this was like a nine minute match but yeah. this was nine minutes of like holy fuck is someone gonna survive this or are they both gonna is anyone kill gonna survive yeah <laughs> um darby ends up going for the coffin drop he hits it jeff kicks out and rolls it into like a, a crucifix um, pin a crucifix yeah, say back flat backside crucifix crucifix pin uh and gets the three count and he We'll be facing off against Adam Cole next week in the second round match. So we're getting three Owen. What Hart. an upset. Yeah, I did not expect Jeff to win this match. I was for sure that Darby was winning this fucking match. I jumped off my out of this seat though when Jeff won it. I was so excited. Jeff versus Adam is gonna be so good. Especially if Jeff can do some of this shit. Yeah, but it's not going to be anything goes, probably. So We'll see. I get it, but he can still do some crazy shit, and Adam knows how to sell some moves. So, Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm excited, though, for next week on Dynamite because they've got a lot of shit lined up next week. It looks like it's going to be an awesome match uh, or an awesome slate of matches. Also, we get the... The reveal of who the two jokers are going to be because those are those matches are both happening next week it's going to be awesome um that's uh that's pretty much all it's going to do for us here tonight because joe it is uh i'll, I'll just be real with everyone right now it's 11 45 p.m joe is still not responding to our text so he's not going to make it to trivia uh we will ensure that joe is here next week Unless he, I'm not going to guarantee anything, but we're going to do our best to make sure Joe's here next week so we can do our trivia. And uh, also next week, we've got 
WWF No Mercy retro beer ratings from 1999. Uh, Chad's already sounded like it's uh, it's going to be a great show for us to recap. Chad, your thoughts? It's going to be interesting. Not the best, not the worst. It's not. It's not capital carnage. It's not bad. the worst. Okay. So okay. <laughs> Yeah, when you say something's bad, I just 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 lever it leverage it against Capital Carnage. Is it better or worse than Capital Carnage? Because that's not much. That's the better, bottom. but it's better. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so we've got that going on next week, plus the weekly recap, uh, more Fallout from <laughs> WrestleMania Backlash, and uh, who knows with NXT? They've got all they're they're in between shit right now, and then AEW's building towards Double or Nothing, so they're probably gonna get more. Uh, matches announced next week it's going to be it's going to be a great week plus i'm gonna have plenty of time to watch all this stuff because i don't have to go to that place until like two mondays from now it's gonna be great i'm excited as always you can follow us on twitter at dt wrestle pod we have been the drunk dudes dylan and chad catch you on down the road